0: It's Christmas time. It's Bill's favorite. It's the second favorite time. It's kind of Halloween. It's kind of Halloween
1: and Christmas. It's tardy to party. They work on different parts of my brain, so it's hard to directly Mm. compare them. It is kind of emotional apples to oranges because I love Halloween and I love the aesthetics and I love the spooky stuff. But I still like Christmas because it's pretty and there's snow and I try to believe in the better parts of humanity. And that gets a little harder every year. Too, but,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hey, which uh, which is better, the Great Pumpkin or the Char- Car- Charlie Brown? Christmas oh, Great special. Pumpkin.
1: It's got better music
0: and mm.
1: yeah, it's got like this low flute sound, like doo doo. It's a little creepier. Wait, I love the music for
0: the <laughs> Charlie Brown's known for how creepy. <laughs> it can It
1: is. can't be a little creepy a little bit, but um, although, is it the the Halloween special where it's half of it Snoopy is? Uh, fighting in World War One, which that gets kind of boring, though. So actually, I might have to retract that and change it back to, uh, yeah, maybe it is the Christmas special because there's not so much like Snoopy just fucking around in the trenches of World War One. But the, anyway, the,
0: the the Easter special is really fucked up. Where Charlie Brown looks at Jesus <laughs> on the cross and says, "Good grief!"
1: Oh God, have you ever seen the? Oh, there's an edit on YouTube of the Easter special, the Charlie
0: Brown Easter special, which is. Oh, there's an actual Easter special. I was. like... Oh like, yeah,
1: no, there is the, <laughs> the. It's the Easter N-word, Charlie Brown. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the edit on YouTube. Though. Of course, that's oh, okay, I, that's not what the original <laughs> version was called. Uh, but it's it's someone went in and redubbed the entire like half hour special, and it's that that special has become a meme between some uh, my, my friends and I, where it's. These eggs have yellow eyes, and uh, some other stuff in there. There's some mm. pretty fucked up shit in that, but it's pretty good. But anyway, we're not talking about these. We're talking about Elf. We're talking. It's our first real Christmas thing that we're talking about this year. Depending on what you decide to do this year, this might be the only one of two Christmas things we talk about this year. Uh, yeah, mm. we're talking about 2003's. Elf, directed by Iron Man's Jon Favreau, starring Anchorman's Will Ferrell and Amy Sedaris, which is weird because she doesn't do anything funny in this movie. Um, it's mm. got Zoe Deschanel, uh, which I guess maybe this is Is this the thing that introduced Zoe Deschanel to the world.
0: I have no, I I don't know. What, uh, besides that New Girl show she was on, I don't know anything oh, else. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I,
1: I only know her from, yeah, pretty much this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's got, well, most importantly, it's got Bob Newhart, which...
0: It's the most important That's thing. half
1: the reason why I decided to pick this movie. Well, for some reason, cable TV has suddenly decided within the last year or two that they are trying to... I don't know if this is something where... I think it's like AMC. They do like the 25 Days of Christmas, where mm-hmm. within like th- between this year and last year, they've suddenly decided that Elf and The Polar Express are going to be the two things they're going to show almost nonstop, 24 hours a day, and so you
0: can get whiplash. God, because
1: both these, I, Elf is actually okay. Polar Express, we're gonna talk about <laughs> at, at towards the end of the month because I'm gonna. That is Elf. Pol- you gotta
0: get that. You have to get that out of your. I have to. Audience. I just have to because
1: like it's just it drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> I know it's gonna drive you crazy, but it's gonna drive me crazy if I can't just finally put a nail in that coffin. <laughs> that is the yeah. Polar Express later on this month. Uh, but yeah, and they keep on pairing it with Elf, and I'm like, are these movies actually popular, or are they just trying to pull a Christmas story? hocus pocus where they think if they just show these two movies often enough they'll just like will them into being cult classics because i've never mm-hmm. heard anyone really go off about how much they love elf or the polar express
0: but i don't think anybody's ever said they love the polar express the people i know people who are they are... shitty
1: secretary people that love elf like like i know i know uh, i don't want to say no, anything no, no. I... so yeah uh,
0: yeah yeah I'm around a lot of, of ladies because I'm a lay world, and every single one, when I said I haven't seen Elf, acted like I just stabbed a baby in front of them and drank its blood. I should not. I have never seen anybody get so. Aff- and these are people that know I don't like Christmas, and they're like,
1: Christmas? What are you
0: talking about?
1: Oh, man, you it feels bad. Cause... Oh man, I- I'm on the cusp of writing off. An entire genders preferences for entertainment, but like <laughs> there are certain movies, like the new CGI animated Grinch movie, where the moment I saw that and saw what kind of take, what what, what 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 their take on that the material was, I was like, oh, this movie isn't meant for like even families. This is meant for fat old secretaries at work to mm. like. Oh, it's the Grinch. I hate... Well, not I hate Christmas, but, like, there's a very specific thing where it's just, like, made for 45-year-old women who live at home with all their... with with nothing but birds and cats. And, like... I just assume that those are the same people who, like... Elf, but I, I guess I'm not. I'm not. I'm half right in that. I guess it's skewed more no, towards I th- women. I
0: think a lot of people like Elf. Yeah.
1: Well, also too, I'm an idiot, and I live. It's not like I live on the fringe of culture, but I do forget that. Like, there's just lots of normal people who just like things that like I don't think about that often. So, and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with really Elf. Like, this is the first time say... I've seen it, so it's not like we're. It's not
0: like it's a huge mystery as to figure out why people like this movie, but um... I would say Elf. Elf has to be pretty good because. I didn't hate it, and it has a lot of things that I hate in movies. Well, you
1: don't like Christmas to begin with, so even, like, making a movie that you don't hate that is so Christmas-centric is, uh, yeah. There's
0: that, there's that, there's the movie trope where somebody doesn't do anything wrong, but they keep getting in trouble for, you know, just trying. Who's that? Or whatever. Is there a character like that in this movie? Well, yeah, buddy. He does everything I mean, he wrong. Does he's, he's. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, but I mean, he's not intentionally but doing he's, anything he's, wrong. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's trying to do things right, but things go wrong. There's that kind of the thing. way his. Like I have, yeah. I have a severe allergic reaction to bridesmaid because that's the main character's whole thing. she's trying to be, you know, do everything right, and it keeps blowing up in her face, yeah. and it drives me insane. Hmm.
1: Which is funny because on the on the flip. Oh, You've got James Caan, who's a total piece of shit in this movie, and he gets rewarded with his own uh, publishing company at the end, even though this movie—he's not even—expressly goes he, out of its way to show what a terrible he, editor he
0: is. He's not even also that big of a piece of shit as far as Christmas movies go.
1: No, he's just really a workaholic. Yeah, and that's—it's yeah—it's not like he has any nefarious is, plans I mean, or anything that, like that. He's just. Yeah.
0: That makes it easier to, to give him a redemption arc. I should also say that um, I had a very busy weekend, so I didn't take my normal, detailed notes, so this is going to be more of a free-form discussion yeah, about the movie fine. Elf. Yeah.
1: Did you take any notes?
0: Uh, like, I, I started to, I got, uh, like, what, Two and a half pages? One and a half okay, pages? Okay, I don't know if you took, like made any plot notes or anything like that. No, um, I didn't have, I was barely at my, I think I was at my computer for, like, an hour, maybe. No, which is fine. Notes um, total. Got 24 minutes in of worth of notes. Which no. is one third, so that's not terrible.
1: That's like the good part, because that's all the part where he's up at the North Pole. And you know what? <laughs> Aside from Bob Bob Newhart, the only other reason I really picked this movie is because I I saw what a little that I saw on cable. It has stop motion animation. And I was like, well, anything that's going for that Rankin-Bass feel, I'm going to be a little bit of a sucker for. Um, I, what, what What's your experience with Will Ferrell?
0: um yeah how old i don't remember uh let me see what tenure he was at. at um saturday night Live. i know because
1: i grew up completely-
0: he 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 was kind of the second because everybody loves their saturday night Live, their era Yeah. like people from the 70s <laughs> loved that era people from the 80s love that era
1: uh, people say that like whatever whatever snl was on when you were in high school tends to be everyone's favorite snl
0: yeah, yeah, which I feel bad for the people who grew up during the uh, Dan Aykroyd era, because that... <laughs> oof.
1: What you mean, Dan Aykroyd without, like, Bill Murray? Well, no, we, they they overlapped, right? It was Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray and stuff, and Chevy Chase.
0: Just that whole era. Yeah. <laughs> the shark Shark telegram, like whatever that was. Like, the
1: first two years.
0: Oh, the hamburger hamburger sketch that everybody says is so funny. <laughs> That's,
1: yeah, with the cheeseburger cheeseburger.
0: Your which is just, yeah. like, you
1: watch and you're like or or,
0: Bushi, or or belushi doing the samurai the sandwich samurai yeah. i'm like is people found this funny Even is this like how minute... people used to find halloween scary
1: <laughs> it's before the evolution of comedy started yeah. yeah um yeah when i was in high school the big thing yeah the, uh, the, the face of saturday night live that was a big thing when i was growing up was it was the adam sandler years where it was adam Sandler, Phil Hartman. Uh, yeah, David that's, Spade, that's, John that's more the
0: era I. That's more the era I consider yeah. m- my era. Even though that was, oh, l- I kind of like I said, I kind of overlapped. Yeah.
1: So and I'm assuming that it, was, it seemed to be like after all those guys left, it seemed like Saturday Night Live went into the ditch for a while, and it wasn't until Will Ferrell and who else was on there it was Will Ferrell was well, Bridesmaids lady right, Kirsten Wig. Uh,
0: no, she came later. It was Amy um, Poehler. Yeah. Uh, Which I,
1: really know. <laughs> I only know. I only remember Amy Poehler as being Andy Richter's little sister on the Conan O'Brien show. But
0: oh, uh, oh what's his name? The guy that did the uh, uh, Celebrity Jeopardy? Um, uh, uh, Norm Macdonald. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love that guy even though he's a douchebag now i guess i don't know what the fuck um but yeah i totally yeah. missed out on will ferrell i mean this is i guess i've seen Step Brothers, and i guess i saw what was the race car one
0: talladega they though. were
1: fine but they fell out of my head immediately i've never like i think i've seen parts of anchorman and I thought it was mm-hmm. okay, but like other people like who th- like beat their nuts off about how much they love Anchorman. I'm just like, what?
0: It's alright. Okay. Yeah, I saw it late, a way later, and I was like, oh, this is with those all those quotes that people. That's say the
1: thing. Are... If I'd seen it at the start, maybe I'd think it was funnier. But like after hearing about Anchorman for so many years, and then finally seeing, it, I'm like, oh, that was, that's fine. But like I'm not like, yeah, I, 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 I it's like it's it's like like the cult around the Big Lebowski. Like if mm-hmm. you can watch the Big Lebowski not a very good movie um but yeah like with with all the extra attention paid to it now it's 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 so overblown that the movie cannot stand up to its undeserved cult reputation and it's no fault of the movies or even the filmmakers but it's like these idiot fans who just won't shut the fuck up about these movies just because like they fell into this cult and it's no longer about the movie but it's about propping the movie up and turning into a lifestyle a fucking hollow-ass fucking lifestyle. Since the guy surrounded by Star Wars toys, but anyway, it's no longer about the movie. It's about the merchandise. But, um, yeah, but at least I was kind of pleasantly surprised. Elf is actually kind of cute. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it every year for Christmas, but it's okay.
0: It- yeah, it's, it's, the ending hurt my teeth with how saccharine sweet it was, though.
1: there's some bits about it that don't make any sense. Like, it almost gets too plotty. I appreciate well, there's not much story to the movie until the last 20 minutes, and suddenly they, ha- when Santa shows up, I'm like, this movie didn't even need this complication. It could have just been, like, Will Ferrell uh, connecting with his family, and then that could have been the end of the story. You didn't need, like, oh, we have to all believe in Santa.
0: I haven't. <sighs> Movies like this where Santa actually exists but the world doesn't necessarily believe in him yeah. Confuse the fuck out of me I'm like really how are, How does is it, He's still leaving presents under trees How are people It's just everybody trying to take credit for that I guess how, so it's a
1: secret pact you... between all parents Like as a parent parents just, You just became a parent like... yourself At which point do you get off the hook do you, do you finally get the letter from Santa saying Guess what? You don't have to be a buy anything. You can just pretend that you're gonna buy your kids presents this year because I'm gonna handle it. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that's Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, like how can how can ha- Santa exist and yet still people don't believe in him if Christmas are showing up, presents are showing up under the tree? Would assume... people are like? I did you buy that? I didn't. Real? I guess one of us did. I would Whoa. assume
1: Santa actually really only delivers as many presents as you could actually expect. A fat ancient old man. <laughs> can in a single night with some flying reindeer, which means maybe every year a couple hundred people get presents? Enough to keep, like, the Santa legend alive? But, like, of Mm. course, 99.999% of the human population thinks he's a myth, justifiably, but, yeah, it's... (laughs) Santa, yeah, the legend of Santa Claus doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but, um, yeah. and that's the thing that kind of killed me, because I, I, I like the whole buddy storyline in this movie enough that when it suddenly turns into whether or not everyone believes in Santa enough, it just seemed a little, mm-hmm. which is funny too, because the movie kind of betrays its own thing at the end, because, like, the movie both needs people, both wants to have people believe- suddenly believe in Santa in a way they didn't before, but the 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 that whole angle that fuels the whole climax of the movie would obviously be unraveled if Santa literally just took ten steps away from his from his damaged vehicle and just walked in front of the cameras and said hi I'm Santa so they so they say so they come up with this excuse that if he did that then it, it's it's more that the belief is more powerful than the actual proof of santa and yeah. but He's the 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 end is done, like the 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 climax of the movie is resolved when Santa actually does get back into his flying sled, flies in front of the news crew, and that's when that's enough, like because he does well, get in the, front yeah, of the, the news get crew. footage of
0: that though.
1: Well, but like enough people see it though. Well, that's true. Yeah. I guess maybe the the footage didn't get beamed. like it was just enough that people in the park saw
0: him. But yeah, the footage didn't get beamed.
1: Did, did, was the were the cameras not on at the end?
0: No, they're just pointed at the lady that I think was in a her plot got cut out of this movie because it was that... (laughs) That trope of like it's her first. It was Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, Power. it's a her first bit. broadcast, and she's. It's just a fluff piece.
1: It feels like mindset. she was supposed to be a bigger character in one of the earlier drafts, and they kind of cut it down in editing or something like that. Yeah, like, they kind of make. Them- and there's like one guy who like loves her mouth and is hitting on her. I you get. To- mm-hmm. I love that You can tell this is more of a free form conversation because we just jump right to the end of the movie to talk about that. But, um, <laughs> I do appreciate <laughs> one of the other things I did like about the movie is that the uh uh if, if the whole belief in Santa Claus thing doesn't make sense I do at least appreciate this is like maybe the only version of Santa's workshop I've ever seen where they actually have them making like c- copies of monopoly they talk about how they're going to teach the elves to make like high high yield graphics chips for video game consoles mm. like that's 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 funny yeah, I was,
0: <laughs> I was also about to say their etch a sketch like if, the, oh, if they're giving out etch sketches that's probably why the Christmas spirit is getting a little that's,
1: low. I mean, I appreciate that they're trying to show. Th- th- I I even though like, I, if you want to go like, if you really want get, to get all YouTube about this shit and try to think like, okay, so does when when any corporation has a has a popular toy are they somehow contractually obligated to share the schematics and manufacturing secrets of that toy with Santa's Workshop? So Santa's Workshop can then build at least some of those toys that get out in the wild. Does Santa's Workshop have to pay some kind of royalty fee to those companies so they they don't lose out on any of the profits they would have otherwise made if the parents had bought those toys rather than just let Santa give their kids those toys like <laughs> i mean if if the movie wants to t- uh, t- uh, try to think along the lines of far enough to like, yeah, incorporate real toys being made at the Santa's workshop. But if you keep on taking that logic even further, all kinds of crazy, uh, financial and corporate <laughs> questions pop up about how this world would work. Um, yeah,
0: it's almost like the myth of Santa doesn't make any damn sense. I know,
1: and the more you try to incorporate the like a real Santa into real life, the less. <laughs> the less that any of that stuff makes sense, but I appreciate the attempt to try. Um, yeah, man. Whoever I'm assuming, whoever makes uh, etch-a-sketches, they must have. They must have really, but <laughs> like, did some kind of uh, profit or uh, some kind of uh, what's it called when you when you when you when you pay to have your uh, uh, toy promoted with product the film placement? paid product placement because yeah they lean on pro- etch-a-sketches more even every time buddy wants to leave a note when he's new in new york he does it on an etch-a-sketch mm-hmm. like like not even the light bright gets that much attention and that just catches who gives a fuck about etch-a-sketch who gives hey, a fuck about uh, monopoly at least
0: how... <laughs> why are the elves so dumb <laughs> how so just, just for the one just for the one scene where uh they first, because he's, ba- he's a baby, and he crawls out of the bag at Santa's workshop, yeah. because he smuggles away, and his diaper says, like, Little Buddy's Diapers, and the elves are like, oh, <laughs> his name is Must Be Buddy.
1: He's very lucky he didn't get called
0: Diapers, <laughs> or, <Yeah>. like, any...
1: <laughs> I, yeah, little, well... Little
0: Stinkers Diapers, where they'd be like, his name is Stinkers. Stinkers,
1: you know, I'm sure there was a draft of this movie that that's exactly what happened. Um, yeah... <laughs> oh, man. I do like Santa's Workshop, though. I do. Uh, one of my first notes was, like, how does this movie, where, like, all of Santa's Workshop is just, like, a the interior of a barn that's been painted white already looks better yeah. than Santa's Workshop from the Polar Express, which we'll get into when we get to that stuff. Hey. I, I at least appreciate all the elves are kind of dressed like the elves from uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, you, I'm sorry. Mm. Go ahead.
0: No, it's fine. Uh, what do you think Santa does? On his free time, this Santa or real Santa? The Santa in your mind.
1: All on his time off.
0: Yeah, when he's not delivering shit on Christmas.
1: Travel the world, see what's up, see what's like the latest toy trends are and stuff. Maybe not not that every trip has to be a work trip.
0: Is is he Tim from uh, uh, that one YouTube channel with the old guy who's always showing toys? Kinda, a little bit like that.
1: I That's mean, of there's, if there's going to turn out, turn out to be an old guy uh, YouTuber who travels around the world who's at... You're going to finally actually find out what the last movie was. And like, no, I've been Santa Claus this whole time. But yeah, no, he just teaches vacations in Thailand with with Mrs. Santa. Mm, and he gets, gets all... <laughs> and when he's not with Mrs. Santa, he uses his time travel and spatial travel magic to do all kinds of fucked up sex shit in the weirder corners of the world. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I would imagine he probably... He probably takes the six months off after Christmas. Just off. And he probably wants to stay away as far as from the North Pole as humanly possible. Just, like, not, not that he hates the North Pole or is trying to get away from his. He's Claus just, he just racist against Elves. <laughs> well, after a while, you get a little sick of their bullshit, though. <laughs> I, I would imagine. But yeah, you get out in the world and just go explore, and maybe he'll spend a month and just like on his own private island in Tahiti or something like that just to get away from everybody. And like mm. it's I just think, him. I, th- I
0: remember yeah on on PBS there was an actual like animated short that was about that. Really? Like Santa going on a vacation and, and trying yeah, to.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's a thousand uh, children. Some books British about thing, that. I think it was. Yeah. Santa's Santa's Sandy Vacation.
0: <laughs> Santa goes to the red light district. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard about Ho ho ho.
1: Have you ever heard about, was it Isaac Asimov? Wait, no, not Asimov. Who's the guy? Arthur C. Clarke wrote 2001. Have
0: you ever heard about
1: how he wound up moving to Sri Lanka when he got, after he he got super successful?
0: Sure, sure, have
1: haven't. And he, supposedly the only reason he moved to Sri Lanka is because their laws regarding having sex with small children are super, super lax. And I don't know how uh. much of that is actually true. Uh, how much of that is just, like, slander against the guy for maybe he, he has jealous, you know, uh, other science fiction writers or something like that. But, yeah, when, <laughs> whenever I think about, like, old men giving unlimited time, money, and access to, like, travel the world in their retirement, I always just assume the Arthur C. Clarke and just find whatever corner of the world that best caters their insane sexual appetite they can't be catered to anywhere else in the world. And they go there, and they just live there for, like, five years. And, yeah, so... I. <laughs> santa spends everyone's a deviant <laughs> i mean and especially santa he's like like 500 years old and he spends most of his time it's it's mrs santa and the elves and the reindeer he's gonna get some fucked up ideas about sex and just his urges are gonna get a little more demented than even most people's um uh, mm-hmm. yeah god i can't imagine
0: another thing uh, what You would think, like, there's a physical comedy with Buddy at the North Pole running into things because he's so tall. Yeah. Which they could, you know what, I
1: saw a bunch of the deleted scenes and they actually cut out like two-thirds.
0: There was way more jokes about that. Mm. Which they wisely chopped out, yeah. Trying to shower in a tiny little shower. How much did these elves hate him that they they can make all sorts of shit but they couldn't make him him-sized things? See, I would like to At think also, Santa's an also, asshole
1: enough that like even somebody would Santa's
0: pre- there too. You think San- He's got to have his him-sized stuff.
1: I think Santa's just like he no special. No one gets special treatment. It's it's a, it's it's. <laughs> he wants this
0: to you be. You are beneath Santa. I are mean, you talking <laughs> about a Santa? It
1: was totally fine with everyone making fun and abusing Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer for that's years true. until yeah. he found a utility for for Rudolph. Well, and that's the only was, point at which. Was a, yeah. He was involved with that too, wasn't he?
0: Wasn't he with like. Who is Rudolph's father? Uh, Blitzen, and he shows up, what? and he's all like, "Yeah, what wasn't the he fuck like, oh, with Blitzen? Yeah, Blitzen, what did you do?
1: That's like, the cheese, th- Santa. What? I, man, Santa. Yeah, no. If Santa, uh, Santa's real, Santa needs to fucking sue over the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer because that <laughs> depiction of Santa in that cartoon is venomous. It makes him look like the biggest piece of shit." Oh, oh Blitzing! these
0: claws are about to come out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I see.
0: Santa's a real caddy bitch. I love
1: the idea of Santa just being, you know, the real Santa would just be a conglomeration of every depiction of them that there's ever been. So there would be at least some kind of element of that shitty, shitty Santa Claus in the real guy. Oh, man. It's just, I- yeah. I, you know yeah, what I did not think too much of Ed Asner. I love Ed Asner as a person. I thought a Santa mm-hmm. Claus in this movie was kind of just, yeah, it was just Ed Asner in a red suit, like eh, it, it,
0: was, it was as good as any other Santa. What's your yeah. favorite Santa from from fiction? You know
1: what I really like. Have you ever seen Santa Claus the motion picture? The Santa Claus the movie uh, from like nineteen eighty five. It's got Dudley Moore and John Lithgow in it. No. Um. The guy. You know, it's funny enough because I think he also played the Big Lebowski and the Big Lebowski to bring that up. Uh, his mm. version of Santa, because he was actually, um, he wasn't super old or super fat, but he was super tall and like had the, this big natural Grizzly Adams beard, and mm. he seemed kind of like, and he also looked enough like the Coca Cola Santa. That had that classical Santa look that I always appreciate. Mm. I hate it when, so, like, I hate skinny Santas. I hate Santas who don't what? like wear the proper, like, you know, you gotta have the shiny patent leather boots. You gotta have, you know, the right. have to have the big belt. You gotta have the floppy hat. Anyone who fucks with that is like, hmm.
0: What about the uh, dude from the remake of Miracle on 34th Street? <sighs>
1: you know what? I've never. I've tried to watch. How many times have they tried to
0: remake that shit?
1: Because I've tried to watch the original. It was boring as shit i see seen mm-hmm. a lot of people say that they actually, the performance of that guy, regardless of what he looks like as Santa, but uh, they say it's just his look and his demeanor in that film is the best re- representation of Santa, which may be true, but fuck that. G- <sighs> I, every, every time I try to turn that movie on, it's like some, it's some scene without Santa, where it's non-Santa people talking about non-Santa things. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching this for? It's Christmas. I'm gonna put on an actual, an actual Christmassy, which is kind of funny because that's half the reason why I didn't watch *It's a Wonderful Life* until I was like 20 years old. Because the the, the actual Christmas content in *It's a Wonderful Life* it's,
0: a West Santa.
1: it's yeah, th- I mean there is no Santa, and there's only like literally like five minutes of Christmas stuff at the very end after like this three-hour movie. So, but it is that that is still one of the best Christmas movies the whole time. That is that. Uh, no, *It's a Wonderful Life* st- actually is. Actually, does kind of live up its reputation to me, um, mm. but yeah, I appreciate the little stop motion stuff. I, I love every time that Buddy walks out of the Santos workshop. It's he's obviously just on a fake ass set with little stop motion creators running around, which I guess one of which one of which was voiced by Ray Harryhausen. I thought was a very cute mm. little little tribute. Um, hey, I'm trying to think of anything. Else.
0: I, li- I like that he he walks two days to get to New York from the North Pole.
1: (laughs) I do love, like he goes from that fake set and then they just kind of blue screened him in some shots from Lord of the Rings of like the high mountain ranges. And then suddenly he's like in British Columbia and then he's in New York and he's in like, they don't even see him walking from like transitioning from the forest to the Lincoln Tunnel. He's just suddenly in the Lincoln Tunnel.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe it was all a rabies induced hallucination after he was attacked by that raccoon. (laughs) Actually, you could probably do that. I kind
1: of wonder, because they talk about, supposedly, uh, I guess this is the movie that really proved that Will Ferrell could carry a whole movie by himself. I guess it was mm. the first big thing he did after leaving Saturday Night Live. And so, of course, the big thing, you know, they were like, okay, we got to do a sequel. And he turned that down. And I kind of wonder what the hell the sequel would have been about. Because you could, like, the whole... Some
0: dumb garbage. The
1: whole thing about this movie is, like, the fish out of water story. And yeah. if it's no longer fish... Unless he's unless you do... Oh,
0: Bill, can you imagine what his first orgasm was like?
1: I was about to ask, how do you know he's ever orgasmed? Then I forgot he has <laughs> a kid at the end of the movie.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Did they fuck at the North mm. Pole? Because yeah, they're like... He, they fuck, she fucked his North Pole. I you know, you they,
1: they, did she only get knocked up Because maybe they were vacationing up at the North Pole, but the condos were too small for his dick, so it just got like... <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I do not want to think about Will Ferrell... And Zoe Deschanel having sex, especially for some reason in my mind, I, I parse um, Will Ferrell as being like a whole generation older than Zoe Deschanel, even mm. though I'm probably that's probably not true. They're probably only a couple years difference from each other, but like I picture her being 20 and he's like 40, and I'm like, nah.
0: yeah, he's he's an older looking motherfucker. Yeah,
1: that's and he sure. also has has eyes that are slightly turned in sideways.
0: Okay. He looks
1: like someone took, you know how everyone's eyes are on an even, even keel? Like your, like the eyelids, like the corners of your eyes mm. are kind of pretty much on the same horizontal line. It's like someone took his eyes oh. and turned, like, it, when you're, like, how you can do with the eyeballs on me's?
0: So. Like, you can turn them in
1: towards each other?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um. Oh, God. How old do you think Will Ferrell is? Now or then? Uh, He's got to no. be older
1: than me. And I'm, I just turned okay. 43. I'm assuming he would be 50 now.
0: Oh, you're very close. He's 51. Oh, so okay. how old is Zoe Dash now? 45. She is 38 years old. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> not technically young enough to be his daughter, but it's still over a decade difference. Mm-hmm. So that's still a little, yeah, it's not great. Although, as you get older, that's less of an issue. Um, if yeah. they were making that movie now, no one would give a fuck. Plus, but.
0: I, I never thought Zoe Dashnell was cute, and I don't really like blondes, but she was cute. In this yeah, movie. the
1: moment she showed up in this movie, I think, I, I think I, it's <laughs> because
0: she does Sourpuss so well. If yeah. you ever want to know what Christmas time for me is like. Yeah. That scene where he's first following her around and she's just trying to get through her day and he keep, keeps being all jolly and Christmassy at her. That's what Christmas time is like for somebody who doesn't like Christmas.
1: <laughs> Especially, like, it gets. Uh, there's one moment here where I was like, oh man, I could see this totally reading as uh, extra creepy to women where when they first meet and she's trying to get away from him and he's like jumping in front of her at her every step. And that gets a little mm-hmm. bit, when you're physically trying to restrain someone that way, it gets a little weird. But she's still, like, yeah, uh, charmed by him enough. But yeah, no, it's it's funny because I know her whole reputation is one of the progenitors of the whole uh, Manny, Ma- Manny, Manny, Man, Manic, <laughs> Manic
0: Pixie Dream Girl. One
1: of the many pin- Pixie Dream Girls. Uh, but yeah, yeah, in this movie, and, and- she's kind of the opposite, <laughs> where she's just the super dour Pixie Dream Girl.
0: Yeah, she doesn't have that haircut that every single waitress with a septum piercing in a Portland vegan restaurant has. Kind of the
1: buzz cut with, like, some kind of floppy bangs or something?
0: No, no, it, it's it's just a, a haircut with the bang straight across your forehead. Oh, that that
1: kind of, yeah, that Betty Page yeah. bullshit. Um, yeah. yeah, is she naturally... <laughs> I like that's one of the big the questions. Is Zoe D'Agenel naturally blonde? I meant to Google that. Because, um, yeah, I've only seen her as a brunette and everything else, too. Uh, but, yeah, it's weird, too, because almost... She's grumpy enough about Christmas specifically, too. It almost seems like there's a backstory for her that's missing the film. I was expecting there to be some kind of second shoe to drop about, like, why she's grumpy. I mean, I'm fine with her natural personality just being grumpy, too. It's not like you need to be a reason to not like Christmas.
0: Do you know why she's grumpy? Because she works in retail at Christmas time. That's a good point. That's
1: what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah, it's not like she needs some kind of tragic backstory just to be that kind of character in this movie, but... Um, but I thought there was going to hey, be hey. something about how like she was ditched by her boyfriend, and that's why she like can't trust uh, Will Ferrell. Oh, although it's not like she has any real trust issues in the movie. I mean, she actually warms no, up to she, Will, Will Ferrell pretty
0: quickly. but yeah, yeah. Um,
1: And she got kind of disappears from the whole at- last act of this movie, too. I think that's one of my other big problems with the ending of this movie.
0: Mm. She just shows up to sing and bring Christmas cheer. Yeah, and, like, eat her and that's with the sugar.
1: And even then, it's not like really that great of a song or anything like that. Like, like she just kind of turns into a plot point. And she's
0: just Santa Claus is coming to town. <sighs> you know. But I mean, everybody in the world does know that song. I guess it's everywhere, all the time. Yeah,
1: I guess that's her real voice too. Because I, I, I made sure to watch through the credits to see if anyone else was credited with the performance. And that's actually, I mean, she could have been digitally sweetened or something like that but she, i i, I mm. even though white girl singing like billy holiday has become an unwelcome cliche in pop music these days uh 15 years ago it was a little more acceptable she actually has a really good voice i was genuinely surprised i was like i would actually listen to zoe Deschanel singing if she sounded like she <laughs> sings when she's in the shower naked in this movie um mm-hmm. And it does take also, her a little, what? little. It does take her a long time to realize that someone else is singing the other parts of that song with her in the shower. But anyway. Yeah.
0: Well, he was singing quietly at first. Yeah.
1: Right? And then she's got the shower. Yeah, and you can't hear over the rainwater, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So obviously, this, this story that they work, she works at, is supposed to be like a stand in for Macy's. Yeah. What kind of half-ass, half-rate Macy's would hire Artie Lang to be their Santa? I did
1: not recognize that as Artie Lang. I was looking at the end credits going, where the fuck was Artie Lang in this movie? Granted, it's Lardy been a Lang. long <laughs> Marty Lang right up there with uh, Manny Pixie Girl. Um, it, granted, it's been 20 years since I have probably listened to uh, Howard Stern, so I, it'd be a little harder to recognize that voice right off the bat, but. Um in fact actually the last time I listened to Howard Stern was probably right around this the, the when this movie came out. But yeah.
0: <laughs> Is Arya like dead yet? No, he's baffling scientists. He's still continuing to be alive. He
1: almost died like at least a couple times within the last decade?
0: Oh, I'm I'm pretty sure more than a couple. Yeah. Um but yeah, I had
1: no idea that was actually him.
0: After these messages oh! will be right back. Your costume is pretty. Oh, it's not a costume. I'm an elf. Oh. Well, technically, I'm a human, but I was raised by elves. New Line Cinema presents the story of one elf who's coming home for Christmas. Boy. Can't wait to see my dad. We're we're gonna go ice skating and and eat sugar plums. sorry. Now...
1: I think someone sent you a Christmas gram. Dad!
0: We should call security. Good idea. I like to whisper too. Buddy's experiencing a world he never knew existed. Buddy's your son. What am I gonna do? He's certifiably insane. (laughs) Discovering what it takes to fit in. (laughs) And going where no elf has gone before. What he needs is to be nurtured. Bring him home. Introduce him to Emily and Michael. How long do you think you'll be with us? I was thinking, like, forever. He cannot stay here. We can't just throw him out in the snow. He loves the snow. He's told me 15 times. Ow! Son of a nutcracker! We can take him.
1: Where did you say you were from?
0: This holiday season. I think you're beautiful and my tongue swells up when I am around you. Get ready. I planned out our whole day. I thought maybe we could make gingerbread houses and maybe even hold hands. For a tall tale.
1: How are we going to get the
0: star on top? Of elfish proportions. I got it. Will Ferrell. OK, people, Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my god! I know him. I know him. Elf. Do you remember me? I, do, I didn't recognize you. I know, I'm in work clothes. I didn't know you had elves here. Uh, you're you're hilarious, my friend. Did you have to borrow a reindeer to get down here? Hey, you're feeling strong, my friend. Call me elf one more time. He's an angry elf. <laughs> Look at you. buddy
1: what's your favorite color for the town now back to our show is there any other crazy i thought there was some other kind of co- oh i had no idea that uh peter dinklage
0: is going to be in this too. you didn't i thought you mentioned that he was i thought you mentioned him specifically at the end of last week's i show. think
1: well I, before i like I, I like watched it enough to decide to do it for the podcast. But I was all a little bit bummed, though, that he only shows up for one scene. And I, one thing, I was kind of bummed that he was going to be in this movie because if a movie's called Elf and it's got Peter Dinklage in it and it's made in 2003, you know there's going to be jokes about the whole, the only reason for him to be in the movie is so someone can make elf jokes at him. And I'm glad to see mm-hmm. that's actually a plot point. Like, it's not like the movie's trying to wring humor out of, like, it's not like, I was afraid he was going to show up and it turns out he's actually, like, one of Santa's elves in the movie or something like that. No, I just like the fact that he just beats the shit out of Will Ferrell and leaves. Um, cause I, well, I also, yeah.
0: what, did uh, Papa Elf not tell Buddy that there's other elves in the world? Because <sighs> there are other elves. they are the Cobbler ones and the Keebler ones.
1: There's also presumably the South Pole Elves. Um, no, which, yeah, that, that actually made me
0: laugh out loud. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, the
1: cute I do love... That's even cute, too. Well, there's, like, oh, yeah, we had the gnomes, but they drunk too much. We had the trolls, but, the, what, they farted too much or whatever?
0: They they weren't potty training. That's
1: what it is. And then you just see the stop-motion troll there, which I thought was pretty cute. The whole opening of this movie is super goddamn adorable. Um, And... Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Are there... <sighs> If if the cobbler well, I, I like elves they, they, exist, they would that t- suggest like the uh-huh. Lord of the Rings elves? Like if all versions uh, of
0: elves have existed in this world? Um, I think only the tiny elves exist. What are the elves with the with the cobbler and the shoes? Is that a thing that I don't know about? Yeah, that's an old old story about a cobbler who's like. A kindly old coddler who was going, oh, yeah? couldn't keep up with his business or something, and he worked really hard, well, that's but he new couldn't to get his, all, his, all his work done, and so the elves would come in in the middle of the night and finish the shoes for him, and they'd be <sighs> super baller.
1: Actually, that does sound kind of familiar now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, okay, well, okay, well, I can see that now. I thought that it seemed like a weird kind of, like, Germanic... I'm sure it is Germanic or something like that, but, like... Oh, I'm sure. Like, I was like, is this, like, a, you know, like a very obscure, like, Scandinavian folk tale that I'm not aware of?
0: I didn't know... I didn't, I didn't consider it obscure, but... <sighs> um, yeah, I...
1: Andy Richter and Kyle Gass show up for two seconds mm-hmm. for absolutely no reason. It's second banana heaven all of a sudden.
0: <laughs> um... <laughs> because they needed a job and they got hired? Yeah. I... Ah!
1: Oh well, it's still uh, maybe Kyle Gassner. I mean, it's it's. I'm sure the 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 other half of Tenacious D that you never see that's not Jack Black. I'm sure he could use the occasional paycheck. But Andy Richter, I'm kind of you know like you know he was doing other stuff at the time. I was he would have been on the yeah. He should only
0: Bryant. have one job. You know what I mean? For
1: like it's kind of like the Amy Sedaris thing. It's funny to have this like, this well known. Well, I guess maybe not as well known back then as she is now. But like yeah, well known comedy people kind of show up and not really do anything funny, which I'm just glad they got the paycheck, and they still have their personality. It's not like they're explicitly boring, but it's funny yeah. that, like, yeah, you have comedians show up in the movie that you're like, oh, hey, it's 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 that guy, well, and they maybe, don't actually really maybe, do
0: anything. Maybe um, it was like uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, where they just wanted to get their friends a paycheck That's totally
1: possible, too. Uh, speaking of people in the movie, did you recognize the... Uh, yeah, you wouldn't, because you don't know much about Christmas movies. Uh, did you recognize uh, Ralphie from A Christmas Story in uh, The North Pole?
0: Uh, fucking no.
1: <laughs> okay, I did! <laughs> I. I. I didn't even.
0: That child's face has burned into my memory. Man,
1: if you've seen A Christmas Story as many times as I have, and this is even before it blew up on cable. My family's watching A Christmas Story, like, back when it was actually only aired like twice a year on TBS, um, yeah, that kid from A Christmas Story, he's got these piercing blue eyes, and when he showed up in this movie, he plays, um, Buddy's, he essentially, he's the guy, who, he doesn't chew Buddy out, but he's the one who kind of comes up to Buddy and says, hey, you only did 85 Etch-a-Sketches, yeah, you're, you're off your quota by, you know, two million or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh motherfucker, that guy looks familiar. It's like, and there's a bit where like he appears over his glasses, exactly like his character might do in a Christmas story. It's like, motherfucker, that's Ralphie from a Christmas story. I was like, oh shit. And it's one of those things where I wonder if they got him just because he was, you know, the main character of such a well-known other Christmas movie, or if it was just just a friend of the casting director or what. But
0: anyway. So speaking of um, him not being able to do as many extra sketches as everybody else. Does Buddy have superpowers or not?
1: Yeah, because he's human. He's not. He's not mm-hmm. an elf. But, but he, he can, can decorate a
0: whole department store yeah. or a whole house in like eight Even hours. that I can
1: understand because if can... you really truck
0: hard enough, he can throw snowballs. That's the like, thing. That's when at supersonic speed. Yeah, when
1: he suddenly turns into a bad like With After Effects special accuracy. effects. It's <laughs> a dodgiest looking part of the movie too. Um... <laughs> Yeah. His, yeah. His. That's... Yeah, yeah.
0: He eats nothing but sugar but never gains weight. you
1: think he would be a like, 600-pound can... diabetic fat guy <laughs> can... with no
0: teeth. Like walk around in the cold and not feel it.
1: Oh, there is a deleted scene where there's a more extended thing where uh, Bob Newhart starts, you know, when he tells him that he's actually human. And the first thing mm-hmm. he says is like, oh, that's why I'm so fucking cold all the time. And I was like, mm. okay, that's actually pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, that's, you know, it's kind of like maybe like I was watching. There's a Rankin-Bass um, it's what Santa Claus coming to town. It's actually like how Santa Claus became Santa Claus, and the backstory mm-hmm. for how the reindeer can fly is because they they eat magic uh, feed corn that gives them their ability to fly. And so maybe there's like magic food in the North Pole, and just because uh, Buddy has been stewing all the magical stuff at the North Pole for thirty years, he kind of
0: inherited a little
1: bit of the you know is he yeah, still I human? I know but... any.
0: any... Anybody who likes this movie would just be like, It's Christmas magic it's or whatever but <laughs>
1: But that's, hey, if I fuck don't those ask people, the questions,
0: I can't have any fun.
1: What's the point of listening to a podcast about movies if you don't have... Yeah, if you're not just arbitrarily picking it apart for no reason. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah. some internal consistency is nice. Like I said, with the ending where it's like, oh, we can't see Santa, but then Santa gets seen by everybody, and then... Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Um, mm-hmm.
0: yeah what else? And also, hey, Santa is an asshole because he doesn't prepare Buddy for the real world at all, aside from not telling him... If, if you see gum on the street, it's not free candy. Uh, there are like 30, 30 raised pizza, all claimed to be the best, but the original is on 11. Yeah. And if you see a sign that says Peep Show, it doesn't mean they're letting you look at Christmas presents early. That was the only advice he gives Buddy. Santa, you know what the real world is like. Prepare well, this poor motherfucker.
1: this kind of goes back into Santa's, like, what is and what is Santa nut. Is Santa actually that knowledgeable about the real world? And granted, he goes out to the real world every night for Christmas, but... He sees you when you're
0: sleeping. He sees you but when you're But that's what he's saying,
1: people, when they're sleeping. That's not the real world. That's when they're unconscious. He doesn't know what they're doing Well, when they're when awake. he sees you... Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: he knows when you've been buying or growing.
1: Man, you think, if so... anything, Santa would be the most, like, just burnt-out, hateful son of a bitch, because he's like... <laughs> Oh god, I have to watch all these fucking people for another fucking day on this on this shithole of an Earth, and just
0: watch people just, beat their no, kids. No, because oh. he, he, he turned the Florida station off on his mind a long time ago. <laughs> he's just
1: gradually tuned out. He can only he can only tolerate like just watching some like there's a couple old people in Thailand he just kind of keeps an eye on these days and just that just because they're so sweet, but everything else he's just like fine, fucking, I don't give a shit. He's just like you know elves you tell me who needs what and I'll, I'll fulfill but like I'm not I'm not keeping track of this shit anymore um, but that's mm-hmm. you know that is a good question it's like Santa did Santa come it was is, a is Santa human B if if Santa is human did he live from the was he was he ever a part of our mortal world before he somehow got made a part of the North Pole realm and became a sat- supernatural was- being? Is he just an elf himself who's never actually had to live out among normal people? Like, what's going on? Hey, Bill. Yeah.
0: Before I search for this, I want to see if you think it exists. Yeah. If I search for, uh, is... Santa a time lord? How many articles do you think are gonna pop? That's up?
1: gotta be second only to Mary Poppins as a time lord, because that's because people have no fucking imagination. Jesus fucking Christ! At least Mary Poppins. Well, if I did.
0: Is Santa a T? In the, the first suggestion, of this time lord. T-
1: is he a tord? Tord. I was gonna say, is he a turd? But with an accent, with a New York accent. Is he but he a I just turd? It's a um. Well, how many hits did all... you get? <laughs>
0: 111 million results. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I
1: mean, the only time travel element to Santa Claus—the fact that he, you know, he can teleport all around the world and uh, deliver all those gifts—is man. It said man its funny because, like, I-, I watch the Santa NORAD tracker every year, where they mm-hmm. actually, you know, chart him supposed you know, going from uh, one country to another country all around the world uh, for like the 24 hours during Christmas. And it is funny because they also have a meter of like how many presents have been delivered. Uh, and of course, that counter ha- is jumping by the hundreds of thousands every second in order to justify, yeah. like you know, because by the end of the night, it's, you know, the, the counter reads off, you know, it's like seven, seven point five billion presents have been delivered, and you, it's just funny to seeing that 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 present delivered uh, counter uh, tick up, and you're like, man, if 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 Santa Claus is doing this in real time, he would have to be. Like, and like, he when he flies over Portland, it's literally, like, he would have to be in every every home at once in order yeah. to still keep on, because he flies up to Seattle and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, it gives you a little more of a better picture of exactly how fast he would have to be traveling or, like, what, yeah, what kind of time travel... Needs he would need in order to be exactly how fast he would have to go would be yeah, ridiculous. yeah, he wouldn't have any time mm-hmm. to ever get back up into his sleigh or anything like that. He would just be teleporting from house to house like like and spend literally like one millionth of one second in every house <laughs> yeah so yeah uh
0: what would you think of James Con? James Khan was James Con?
1: Uh, it didn't help that yeah. I didn't care much for his character. Yeah, and the fact that mm-hmm. he gets his own <laughs> publishing imprints at the end, especially if he's known to have stewarded a publishing company to such a shitty sales record as, as the company was having before he left it. And it was only 8%. Yeah, but still. For the, the fact quarter. that he signed off on a book that had missing pages...
0: Yeah, that is a little wonky.
1: <laughs> that that buddy book that Elf book had set had better sell super fucking well otherwise <laughs> his little self-publishing company ain't going nowhere. Um, James Conn is fine. It's just, you know, I I like James Conn just cuz he was in The Godfather, but I've never seen anything James Conn in anything else that really mm-hmm. blew my mind. So- Even in The Godfather, he's just kind of like James Conn like in this movie except younger and and there's a guy he punches and kicks a whole bunch and then he gets he gets shooted to death. Spoiler for The Godfather, but
0: Oh no, nobody knows that scene. <laughs>
1: but yeah, James Conn is yeah, not even one of the better parts of, of The Godfather, but it's okay. I liked him
0: in Alien Nation. What'd you think of Doc Brown's girlfriend?
1: I just uh, Doc Brown. And part of me was like, why did they just get Doc Brown to play the <laughs> Like if you're gonna be a nerd about shit, make Doc get you know, get fucking uh what's his face play Doc Brown? Yeah, Doc Brown. Get Doc Brown to be her husband, and you go 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 Then again, that guy is so old. I like he, James Khan is old enough. It's kind of ridiculous to think James Khan has like a twelve year old son in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. is that is his
0: biological kid, right? It's not like the kid was adopted or anything, right? Correct. That's gross. <laughs> well, what's uh, what the heck's that uh, actor? The guy from the odd couple. Uh, um, Walter Matthau, Jack Lemmon. No, Lennon? the other one. Jack Lemmon. No. Oh, no, Tony Randall. Yeah, he had a kid in, like, his late 60s. I think he was, like, 68 when he said Just the
1: image of Tony Randall's fucking withered old man cock filling up someone (laughs) enough to, like, get the semen. Like, the little fucking (laughs) blast of (laughs) semen. into. That had to have been an artificial insemination, because... No. Oh. Be like... That was the worst sound you've ever made. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly <laughs> Oh man. That's that's how much I don't want to think about Tony Randall's cock feeling of so trying to fill someone up and his bony concave chest. <laughs> so I don't like Tony Randall. Tony it's not, Randall. not like I have a problem with Tony <laughs> Randall. <laughs> Peter Falk, Tony I would Randy think Randall, I would, he would have a decent fat cock that you could fuck somebody with, but yeah, no.
0: Mm. What? Oh, yeah as um
1: God, gray pubes? I don't want to think about gray pubes. You know, pubes.
0: shut up. <laughs> We're done with that. Santa um, pubes. So, uh. <laughs> it says. I, I. What? How. Did you Rick? Oh, I'll get this out of eventually. <laughs> That's
1: why, yeah. That, did
0: you that... recognize Buddy's burp? No. No? No, oh, is that I a guess thing? I'm more of a voice actor nerd than you. That was totally a Maurice LaMarche.
1: Was that like canned burp, or did you just recognize because it was Maurice LaMarche doing it? Like it's not I just
0: because this... it it's it was him doing it.
1: Oh, okay. So it's not like they just took like one of Yakko's burps from like Animaniacs, but it's but just because it was the same guy who would have done that burp in the car. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It's not like the Wilhelm scream of burps or anything like that. No. Oh, no, that's was... hilarious. Do you think that but was one was burp? Because even then, bloody... you think they would have cut together like two or three burps to make that super burp? Because it is like a twelve-second-long burp, right? He's a
0: talented man. <laughs>
1: Who knows? Um, Which is funny, because that's... No, wait, this came out in 2003. I keep on thinking 1993. I was like, oh, yeah, this was put together right when Animaniacs was big, but nope. Um, Nope. Oh yeah, hey, whatever gets a Maurice Lombard a paycheck, I'm glad. Um, Mm -hmm. Man, what else? I'm trying to think of... Yeah, snowball fights, opening montage, cup of coffee, Zoe Deschanel. I wish I had Mail something more room. to say about Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, I do like that I guy claims to be twenty six when he's obviously like forty six. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was. Co- I don't know yeah. if that's supposed to be a joke or if they should have just cast someone younger, but they didn't, so it just kind of turns into a joke. Um, uh, I,
0: I, they didn't do. They dodged expectations there for me. I thought Buddy was gonna like really good in the mail room and like make it fun or something but he just
1: no he just gets drunk and he. see i guess he yeah. only works down there for and one he day dances yeah. Oh, yeah i do like the, when he's doing the fucking oh god the rasputin dance or whatever that is yeah i thought mm-hmm. that was kind of cute and actually i wonder if that was all will ferrell because that was actually a really well executed russian no
0: you know the fucking, stuff from the back was not him
1: yeah because like he's so light on his feet but then I was like how ha- oh. like it must be really hard to find because Will Farrell seems to be like six and a half feet tall.
0: No, there's tall dancers and, out
1: there. And oh yeah, but like still like trying to get that physique and everything like that, that must be pretty good, but um or pretty difficult, but mm. Oh man, what about elf music's okay. I do like the pop songs they chose for it. I like Zoe Douish like I said, I I wish I had more to say about her. Um Will Farrell, I'm trying to think of anything plot-wise with him where I was expecting anything kinda of crazy to happen or anything. Um, I hate that fucking instrumental Christmas song with all the horse hooves and clopping and sleigh bells. It's the song that's playing when he first shows up to Gimbals.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That
1: like, it's an instrumental like. Yeah, no, I know
0: exactly what you're talking about.
1: Even as a kid, that song drove me fucking crazy because it's so. It's like... on like
0: every single like local department store. Uh, yeah. Car dealership ad from the eighties. And like tv's on sale for 89.99 it's... you pay no interest for the first 30 dun, days <laughs> yeah, it
1: just drives you up a wall about it's it's so uh, saccharinely sweet uh what do mm. you think of all the stuff recently I'm, sh- I'm, I'm i'm sure people listening to us are probably cringing at the fact that we haven't like talked about his like uh, eating habits but what do you think about him and all the sugar and the spaghetti and everything Eh, yeah, yeah, he thought it was funny, but yeah, I, yeah, I've, yeah. That's I, one of the few I, things I've I'm heard so... about this movie where people are like, "Oh my
0: God, it's so funny when he makes his spaghetti sugar blah blah blah." I was just thinking, I wonder how many takes he did of that, or if they used like non-sweetened sugar. According
1: whatever. to IMDb, he got a bunch of migraines on while making this film because he kept on having to consume so much sugar. Which I wonder if that's one of those mm. things that kind of blown up, got, got blown up in proportion because he only eats like three times in the movie. Um, yeah. But supposedly that one, the, the first scene where he's really just like you know pouring like marshmallows and M and M's and stuff onto spaghetti, he supposedly did vomit the first time. <laughs> so which, correct? I wish, <laughs> oh, I hope right, the hell there's nice. footage of that where he's like continuing to do the scene and suddenly he's like. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would
0: pay. Oh, it looks so festive.
1: Could you like that combination of like spaghetti and M and M's and half-digested marshmallows and that would I would just love to see what that looks like. Oh mm-hmm. my
0: God! Would, mm. We can make that happen for you, Bill.
1: Yeah, well, I can too. they will feed do you
0: all that stuff and then give you a Nathan's hot dog and <laughs> let you go to camp.
1: Oh my God! Hmm. I can't believe that hot dog betrayed
0: me like that. <laughs> oh, man, what?
1: Yeah. Shoot us
0: up a hot dog.
1: I'm just glad that nothing within me was sexually awakened by Zoe Dishnell dressed dress like an elf. Um, no. Oh, I mean, she's no. cute, but it's not like, you know if we talk about robin Wright dressed as a toy soldier in toys that might be a different story well no we won't do that (laughs) we're not gonna be doing that those characters were never popular um (laughs) um man i'm trying to think how long have we been talking because i feel like we've already talked about everything that's good to be in this movie oh actually we've been talking about it now it's not the yeah it's not that bad i'm starting to think we've only been talking for like 15 minutes Um, Yeah, I really do feel like we're just talking over the phone, like, what else about the movie? Um, Blah, blah, blah. Uh, The stop motion animation in the movie was done by the Chiodo brothers.
0: Uh, okay. they did... I couldn't I couldn't tell if it was stop, actual stop animation or if it was um yeah well especially CG pretending to be
1: with uh Ray Harryhausen being credited as one of the voice actors at the end I was like oh man it was they have tried to get like Ray Harryhausen to do the animation on this and I I yeah, I, sh- I should have assumed cuz the dude would have been like 98 years old I'm sure that he wasn't not in any kind of state to be animating at the time but yeah the chioto brothers they also did the uh, stop motion animation in Pee-wee's big adventure which means mm. that they're responsible for large marge. So yeah. That alone should get they should get the Hollywood Walk of Fame for that. And they also did like the special makeup effects for like killer clowns from outer space and critters. Um, mm. Critters, <laughs> critters is <are> so stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, there was supposed to be a sequel in two thousand and thirteen. I guess it was officially announced, but Will Ferrell turned down a twenty nine million dollar paycheck. Uh, to be in the movie, and so it just never got made. But they did make mm. a Broadway musical that only <laughs> lasted a few months. It's great because on Wikipedia, there's a little entry about the Broadway musical, and they were like, the Broadway musical of Elf lasted all the way from uh, November 2010 to January 2011. I'm like, wait, that's like yeah, who that's wants, like two and a half who months. To, who wants to see a, a Christmas play after Christmas? Yeah, and Washley didn't do well enough that it didn't come back for the Christmas after that, too, so... Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're seasonal, seasonal musicals. But yeah, I'm assuming if they don't last beyond one season, that's that's considered a bomb. And I guess there was a TV musical animated
0: remake. There is when I'm when I on Netflix or Hulu or Children or something. Some there is a Buddy's Elf like musical. I think that maybe that's CG what it is because they thing. were talking
1: about how like it's like Kate McCucci is playing Zoe Deschanel's part and I, they don't have Bob Newhart's character. I guess they changed it to simplify the story so it's Santa Claus who actually adopted uh, Buddy, mm. uh, which hey, if, you, if you're cutting down on characters and stuff like that, but. Oh man, hey, yeah, I'm scanning through the movie right now. Yeah, Bubblegum. He eats the bubble gum because he's a fucking idiot. He's lucky he doesn't get his lights punched out by the guy in the elevator after he hits all the buttons. Uh, Amy Steris, Gimbals. Do you know what Gimbals is? Did you ever have a Gimbals growing up? I didn't
0: know it was a real place.
1: Yeah, Gimbals is uh, actually, I think they closed in like the, the 90s or something like that. But yeah, uh, the mall I grew up at, they, they had a Gimbals there. It was hmm. essentially just wanna be Macy's. You were when you mentioned the wannabe Macy's thing at the start of the podcast. You were you didn't know how right you were.
0: Um, I did not know.
1: Yeah, uh, Zoe Deschanel is really good at decorating trees. Color me Elmos. There was Lego. Kind of a good Lego. Yeah, the fact that
0: he yeah just the fact that he put all those Legos together and one that yeah which is special. Bill, that's
1: funny. That's the most supernatural thing he does in the whole film. Um, mm-hmm. it's like he gives a gift to his dad for someone special. That mm-hmm. <laughs> I love any movie where someone's stupid. You got the director John Favreau is the doctor. Um, yeah. yeah, and Elf meets a friend, and the kid gets the same toy at the end later. And yeah, I'm just getting the whole movie. and There's not much. Yeah, snowball fight. Uh, stupid yeah, little brother character. Movie, but...
0: It's cute-ish and it's not offensive. And
1: That's it, yeah. We missed everything. Yeah. Okay.
0: The the whole world singing uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. That is ending nauseating? is dumb.
1: Yeah. I don't. I don't know what exactly I would do to fix the final third of this movie, but
0: it's. I kind of feel the same way about Scrooge's ending. Yeah. Because that same kind of thing happens where doesn't that like, break the fourth wall watching... where it's actually turns into no. Bill Murray. No, people are watching TV and start singing along Really? It. Cause everybody's I, singing. And...
1: Maybe it's, like, after the credits, because I, I could have sworn there's a bit where, like, the camera pulls out, and you see that it's a set, and
0: it's Bill Murray, no, like... Well, no, you've seen Scrooge, right? Parts. Uh, okay no he, he interrupts like the live broadcast of Ebenezer Scrooge hmm. uh, and to say like hey Christmas is important what are you doing watching in front of your TV sitting there in front of your TV watching this garbage and then like oh. he, they sings a song and people get all happy and he, yeah aren't they the singing put a little love in
1: your heart that's what they're singing yeah yeah,
0: yeah I think so yeah. um
1: yeah because I like I've seen I I think it's one of those movies where actually that's probably a good part of the party uh, p- uh project someday too just because I've, I think I've seen the whole yeah, movie I, I, and it's I, constituent it's, parts but I've never sat down to watch the whole thing and I haven't seen it since like it was on HBO in like 1986.
0: It's one of the few Christmas movies I like. Yeah. Well, I
1: can see it's not so much about Christmas. It's just about Bill Murray and it's a ghost story. Well, it's just because I, well, it is just the it's screwed story. It's a
0: spooky story. ghost
1: story. Well, and that's Bob Zemeckis, the director of one of the shittiest Christmas movies ever made, The Polar Express, has pointed out that uh, a Christmas story is more of just a ghost story and a time travel story than it is like Specifically a Christmas story Even though the, you know, the morality of Christmas and everything You know that's what saves Scrooge at the end But like there's it, There's more of a story going on there other than just like Yay for Jesus mm. Um But yeah I just remember the the, the the Oh man the Ghost of Christmas Future is like the big Looks like a Dementor From Harry Potter mm. I mean, Yeah this guy with the fucking dude with the Saxophone is the cab driver Right mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about Scrooge for 20 minutes at the end of the <laughs> self podcast. Yeah, Carol Kane. No, Man, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Are there any other Christmas movies you like?
0: Uh, Muppet Baby, Christmas Carol. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to, f- have to
1: fake that just so we can have an
0: opportunity to talk about that someday. Um, uh, there's probably another one somewhere.
1: <laughs> so, as long as it's Christmas Carol related, yeah. You know.
0: No, I'm sure there's some else. That <sighs> I don't mind. Yeah.
1: That's the thing, though, because, like I said, that's... that's Well, this is something we were talking about before the podcast but started, was how um, even Christmas... me, I'm a Christmas movie snob, and there's not a lot of Christmas movies out there I like.
0: No, I think a, a lot of them either try too hard or are too saccharine sweet for my taste. Which,
1: that's kind of why I like Delph. It's not trying too hard, but it's not too cool for school. And yeah. it's not... Tr- it's, it's, it's relatively sincere, but it's not trying to be so saccharine sweet that it's like... Yeah, except towards the end it gets a little sappy, and yeah, Zoe Deschanel just kind of disappears and becomes a plot point, but yeah, Elf, there's not much to say. And it it's funny <laughs> to think that, that uh, John Favreau went straight from this to Iron Man, which is weird wow. too, like, I wonder what that conversation was like, everyone's like, yeah, we love that spaghetti bit so much an Elf, we're gonna put you in charge
0: of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, it wasn't the Marvel Cinematic Universe yet. Yeah. Um, do you want to get... Hey, John Favreau, do you want to get your asshole blasted to fame and money?
1: Yeah, I guess, yeah. You I go. Guess, yeah, I guess you don't have to... Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna give you the uh, standard asshole blasted with fame and money contract. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's the, the pitch. Anyone who comes to make a, a Marvel or Disney movie, it's that's always like the salesman pitch. You want to get your ass blasted with fame. Not so much of the money because supposedly Disney doesn't pay uh, their talent a whole lot of money, but, yeah. yeah. Um, although, was that even Disney at the time? I think Marvel may have been its own thing before they got bought up by Disney. Like I think like Iron Man came out. Yeah. As its own like I think it was Marvel Studios before it became like uh, d- before Marvel Studios became a subsidiary of Disney. Yeah. Anyway, that's hey, not here hair, there. But that's anyway, Elf.
0: Um, Considering how kind of meh you were on it, and how I just don't give a shit. Um, its budget was thirty-three million, but it did make two hundred and twenty million back. So Wait, what a movie? lot of people like it. This Elf. movie.
1: How did they spend yeah. thirty-three million? Was it thirty-three million dollars in Lego?
0: <laughs> no, that was just Asner's buffet. Uh,
1: Charge. He, you know what? That joke would be funnier if he was actually fat, but he's not fat enough. <laughs> he's just like <laughs> fat true. old man, but he's not like jolly. I'm sorry. Old. Okay. He does not have okay. a okay. belly okay. Okay. like said, a ju- full full said, of I jelly.
0: Okay, then, sorry. That to strike that take two, that's that that was just the budget for Artie Lang heroin.
1: Yeah, okay, that that makes more sense because he could he could cut through that in half (laughs) an
0: Or cocaine, I don't know what his or he actually just really did steal that
1: much cash out of the lockbox on the production stage.
0: Yeah, Yeah. why are we suddenly missing ten
1: million dollars? Where's Artie Lang?
0: Yeah, hopefully he's better now. Nobody should
1: watch. You know what? We're gonna like he's gonna die tomorrow morning we're going to have to edit this <laughs> podcast. Like, oh, guess RIP, oh, no. RIP you lying? You fuckhead. Uh, <laughs> you
0: fuckhead. I know. This is a... Blah.
1: At least they filmed this movie in New York, too. I appreciate that. Although, I, I guess according to IMDb, uh, they filmed a decent chunk of it in Vancouver, but it doesn't look like it. Like, you can tell they're actually in Vancouver. In fact, actually, James Conn family lives in uh, the Ghostbusters building. Uh, hmm. Which, you, you like Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to ever assume because, like, I, every once in a while I'll meet someone who's like, "Yeah, Ghostbusters," yeah. and I'm like, no, "That's that's fine. Not everyone has to be a diehard Ghostbusters fan." Um, but yeah, so I like the. You know, it seems to be the actual Empire State Building they're in and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's Elf. Yeah. There's not much to it. It's slight, but it's it's fun. It's cool. And I, I don't I actually like the Will Ferrell movie, which is nice.
0: apparently a lot of people love it. Yeah. So. Now, whenever I I hang out with
1: women, (laughs) I'm like, hey, about that elf, huh? And they are like, yeah! Why didn't they give Zoe Deschanel a bigger part in the end? What the fuck's up with that? Um, Yeah, Yeah, that's
0: elf. I don't know what we're doing next time.
1: That's fine. Yeah, you're not obligated to do anything Christmassy, because I wasn't going to do anything Christmassy. And I switched things up to the last minutes while I'm doing Christmassy (laughs) stuff.
0: Yeah, you told me what you wanted to do, and I was like, oh, We're going to do that in January. (laughs) We're still going to do it, (laughs) because... Yeah, but then you were like, "I'm going to do Christmas movies now. Maybe one of them's going to be Polar Express." Whoa. And in my heart, my heart shrunk three well, sizes. Well, especially that day. one of the
1: things I was going to do this month is something you've been asking me to do for years now. And then I was yeah. like, "I'm going to do that thing," and then nope, I'm going to do this thing. I know is going to be terrible. I'm like, it's like a, here, here's a delicious steak. Except at the last minute, I'm going to swatch it out with the the fucking nastiest, <laughs> stinky old boot I just fished out of a river. <laughs> but you're still going to have to eat it. And yeah, yeah. Hey. and I know it's yeah. gonna be a shitty meal. I gotta eat part of that boot with you, but yeah, yeah. who knows? Hey, maybe maybe you'll like just... the th- th- Polar Express. Who knows?
0: Maybe no. Maybe we could just start going through all of, of uh, Zemeckis's later films.
1: <sighs> I had pushed to do Contact before, and you had said no. And
0: mm-hmm. I started
1: watching Someone on cable the other night, and I was like, oh man, that's a fucking bullet dodged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a bit at the end where like she like goes into space. And I was like, what's wrong with her face? Cuz obviously her face suddenly becomes like computer generated like remodeled to her skull. And I was like, what's mm-hmm. go- why are they doing this? Cuz her like it's not like properly connected to her face cuz Whatever, like, like, they were trying to go for some kind of effect, but they obviously couldn't, couldn't do it quite right. And it's because in the middle of the shot, she, she suddenly turns into, like, a 10-year-old version of herself. Just in the face, though. She's still got, like, 50-year-old uh, uh, J- uh, Jodie Foster body, but suddenly she's got the face of a 2-year-old. Just, Just for two seconds, and then she just turns back into... Her face turns back into modern-day... Jodie Foster, but like it's still not really connected to the rest of her face. Right? It's like it's like her face is being projected onto onto a blank slate on her head for one Mm. shot, just because just so gonna do the thing in the middle where she turns into a ten year old version of herself, and it's just like grotesque. Wow! It is ugly, and like even some of the more dramatic stuff in the movie, it's just no. Bob's (laughs) megas, you're fucking up.
0: Well, you've convinced me, Bill. Next week, it's Mars needs moms. (laughs)
1: I'm, you know, I, I, I try not to be that person who celebrates other people's failures, but I find the, the the slow and strangled demise of his computer generation studio to be delicious. Like, even right at the <laughs> what, end. you didn't like Beowulf? Oh, man. I, I, I love at the end, too, because he was like. Uh, my studio's not doing that well. This turns out don't, no one wanted to see Mars Needs Moms, but we're gonna do a Beatles movie next. I think they were gonna do like Yellow Submarine. I think that's <laughs> what they were gonna do. And we, we already talked about Yellow Submarine. I hated it. I think you liked it a little more than I did. But like, thinking about Yellow Certain Submarine parts. being done by, with like motion capture technology by Bobs and Mex would have been so fucking ugly and stupid. And oh yeah. my god. Yeah, yeah, it would have been bad, but yeah, Bowser Meccas—he's made—he's made way more bad movies than he's made good, which is kind of a bummer, because Back to the Future was so good. We wanna—I—I I made a—I made up a whole excuse. We've totally broke the rules of Target of the Party for one time only, where we just said, "Fuck it, we're gonna talk about this movie," even though we both have seen it a million times with Roger Rabbit.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, so next time it's gonna be some. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I guess
1: I should just cut and paste the last five minutes of this podcast into the end of the Polar Express episode where it actually makes more <laughs> sense. Anyway. Nah,
0: it's fine. I'm sure we'll have plenty to say when we get to the Polar Express.
1: I wonder if not. Like, are we just gonna this is ugly. We'll just do another is it just thing gonna, instead of going through the plot, we'll just be like, Yeah, this is, is fucking it, nasty. Is it
0: just gonna be an hour of you going, I'm sorry? And me going, Bill, what'd you do? Are you saying, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: You know what? You're going to have to... Up, uh, assuming you do take notes as normal next time for the Polar Express. Well, not next time, but, you know, next time after next time for Polar Express. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it really is going to be... And that scene's, that scene's over. Oh, I'm sure. The podcast. I, from the little
0: bit I saw, I was confused. It was a mess. It is episodic was, as
1: fuck. There is no plot to that movie. There was that some movie. sort
0: of demon thing that looked like the lead singer of Aerosmith. It's... <laughs>
1: Have you seen it's the hot gonna... have you seen the hot chocolate scene? No. It's the only scene in the movie that actually made me kinda go, okay, well it just gets it, there's a bit in there Tom Hanks does something that actually made me laugh out loud, but anyway, but yeah, well I'll I, yeah, also I'll throw you a copy of Polar Express, so don't don't worry about it, I'll run it down yourself. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> it's gonna so be like got, watching a Sega C D oh, game we can't shit. control
0: i got to fix, find something real good for the next episode.
1: Man, yeah, pretend to break the rules. If you just want to talk about, like, whatever your favorite movie is, just say fucking... Get, give yourself a Christmas gift that is talking about insert favorite movie here. Hey, you know what?
0: You know what? Yeah, we, we can do that. Yeah. So um, next time it's going to be a Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, you will. Okay. That sounds like a good deal. I'll, I'll give you a Christmas gift since it's, it's been, what, two years since your last gift, which was Little Women oh that's right yeah, yeah oh I, I forgot don't, we did don't that remember. then fuck
1: it this is your Little Women then fuck it okay I'm gonna write this cause yeah, you I know I, I will forget rem- about this 10 seconds after we report this podcast
0: <laughs> I don't remember what we did last year for December yeah
1: what the yeah. first year we did it's- um we did the the, the, nut- the nutcracker well no last year we did the nutcracker
0: oh yeah last year we did do the nutcracker and I can't remember what the other thing would have been was it Little Women and Nutcracker no Little Women was two years was ago was that butthole Bread is two years old now Yep, butthole bread is now two years old. <laughs> Which I don't even know if anyone even
1: cares about, but I like how that's become a meme between you and me. Butthole mm-hmm. bread. Cause they put an orange mm-hmm. in the
0: butthole bread. <laughs> that uh, looks nutcracker. like a butthole <laughs> Yeah,
1: we did Nutcracker and I can't like and the holidays
0: past... of oh, you did the holidays of future past.
1: Oh the Simpsons thing yeah oh shit yeah before that which was our first christmas right was and there was a special episode of the last jedi that you did oh oh, oh that makes sense um man when do you end the nutcracker it's not until I'm after christmas right no i'm done oh you are done yeah. oh shit congratulations I'm glad to see you're not Thanks. dead
0: yeah um Not. just inside
1: was it like 20 what did you and say then... 20 years of nut, nut, nutcracker this year yeah oh, fucking christ almighty
0: yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and then year before that, it was Little Women, I'm Up at Family Christmas, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, which we
1: watched, that was like like a month before, uh, no, that was like just like two weeks before Carrie Fisher died. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, and then uh, the, the, the the most Christmassy movie after that, Coconuts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which we need to get back on the trail of, uh, well, we did Marks Brothers earlier this fall, we did uh, the boat one, but yeah.
0: And the, the, the first year, we didn't do anything really Christmassy. We did Tron, Pirates of Penzance, Brexistic, Tiffany's, Babes in Toyland, and I remember, Treasure Island. I think
1: and T- uh, Babes in Toyland was our, like, that was the big Christmas. Cause I yeah, think that we, was
0: as close as it got. We weren't
1: worried about doing a whole month of Christmas stuff. It was just that one thing, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, I'm slowly running out of Christmas stuff that I care about and that I have not seen or seen the whole thing through. So next year yeah. might be the first year where it's just like, hey, whatever. Um, yeah, hey, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Speaking of whatever.
0: <laughs> throw darts at a, a board with <laughs> random uh, Hallmark Channel movies on it. Shoulder
1: shrug the podcast. Um, yeah. But yeah we're, yeah, we're Tardy the Party at TardyParty.com. Yeah.
0: TardyPodcast.com. And I'm... Um, it's been a while since you messed that up.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. I'm Mudron. Yeah. I'm just M-U-D-R-O-N at Twitter.com. You're the Grumpy Turtle, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On Twitter.com. Yeah. yeah. And we do have a Tardy Facebook Pad- group. It's called. Yeah,
0: well, it's still dirty podcast. We never updated it. I don't we think we've ever. You told me you created that the
1: group, and I don't think I've ever even looked it up. No, yeah. Which, that's. Really I mean, should. even for January 1st, we should just do a little. Yeah, I don't know. I forgot something.
0: Yeah. 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 Anyway. All right, that was Elf. Next time, I guess it's going to be Muppets, because. Fuck Muppets it. And, and a lot of bad Michael Kane impressions. Hello. Excuse me. Makokai. Makokai. Michael
1: Caine. Michael
0: Caine. Hey. Gotta, just say, just say, my cocaine in the British voice. Yeah. Are there any other? There's no other cameos in that movie, is there? It's not like the other Muppet movies. It's been where a long time since like Steve Martin I've doesn't show up as a. Yet. I don't think so. Okay. no. Yeah. I'm trying to I think if there's remember.
1: even. Yeah, I'm trying to even think what the what forms the three ghosts take place to, uh, take in that movie, but. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll worry about that next week. Yeah. Muppets. Yeah. Muppet uh, Christmas Carol.
0: Yeah, because we like to break rules around these parts, dang <laughs>
1: This, The gradual unraveling of what this podcast is supposed to be, <clears throat> where it's like, ah, fuck it, yeah, we've well, seen this before, we just want to talk about it again, so.
0: Yeah, plus it's, it's <sighs> our present for uh, having to do Polar Express. Yeah.
1: And it's, yeah. we, we keep on talking about doing an, like, we have Awful April, but we want to do, like, Awesome August, where it's, like, all good things that we've so, seen before, but yeah, yeah. so, hey, yeah, you know, we, it's our yeah. podcast, we can bend the rules, yeah, it's so whatever.
0: Yeah, so until next time, keep familiar with pop culture, just uh, enjoy the winter, yay. Enjoy <laughs> <So>, the winter? <laughs> I don't know. That, it's that was glow in my yet, heart. So. Yeah, that's,
1: yeah, that's, Hanukkah's <laughs> over, so, I think Yeah, as we're recording over? this, Hanukkah's, yeah, like, ending right now. They're snuffing yeah. out the, 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 the what's it called? The the pitchfork of fire? Yep, the pitchfork <laughs> of fire. <laughs> I should be our US ambassador to Israel, which actually concerns mm-hmm. this administration is entirely possible. Anyway, good luck exterminating your pitchforks of fire, people. We'll see yeah. you next week for real for the real holiday. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, When's shit, Kwanzaa start?
0: Fuck of it. I don't Yeah, know.
1: exactly. Anyway, shut up, Phil. Okay. Not that we, not that either of us care about Christmas beyond the toys and. Yeah. Okay. Shut up, Phil. Okay.
0: Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Take care,
1: guys.